You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. Hello, True of English. I'm Darren Adder. Thank you very much for your company once again. I'm joined by my esteemed colleague from Ruv Polski, Margaret Adams. Here. Once again, it's only the second time you've been on Ruv English on, in my in my time anyway. So welcome back. Oh, welcome. Hello. You know, I, I think we talked about a walrus last time. And yes. I think we're going to talk about a walrus again this time. But yes. as we discussed the week in Iceland, I was going to say there's only been one story. We'll cover some more, but there's been one story which has dominated. And I'm slightly nervous because as we sit here, it's just after 11 o'clock on Monday morning. This episode will be published by about four o'clock, about five hours from now. And I'm sufficiently confident that there's not going to be an eruption in the next five hours. Uh, you think there is? So sure. You think there is? Uh, I, I've been like on the edge, you know, yeah, since yeah. Tuesday. And yeah. we've been doing bets here in the yes. newsroom. And, you know, everybody's really... Uh, on the edge, and uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not confident. I'm kind of uh, more to. It can happen any time, yeah. and I'm not not being confident that it's not going to happen within the next hour. Yes. Well, that would mess up this recording. So do bear that in mind. If this is all erupted by four o'clock, this conversation will sound quite dated. So there's oh, our well. there's our caveat straight away. But <laughs> what I would say is that I think a lot of people are surprised that it hasn't happened yet because when we left on Friday the expectation was that Friday night was when yes. we were going to see an eruption and yes. we've we, we've seen or not seen we've we know the lava is moving around the magma rather is moving around under the ground it just hasn't found its way out yet yes and those trigger earthquakes that are happening right now are caused by the uh, accumulated tension within the ground and so I heard somewhere or I read um, that there might be just uh, something, some sort of blockage mm. in the most upper part of the um, surface mm. that is stopping the lava from getting out. And that's also what's caused it to sort of change direction. It's moved yes. northeast trying to find a, a weaker yes. point in the crust. What's strange as well, I think, is that the experts have said that over the last two years, or because of the eruptions of the last two years, the Earth's crust is thinner now. Is it? Than it was, yes. So it should be easier yes. for the magma to get out. Well, but it's also like when... A weaker rather, not thinner, but weaker, yeah. Yes, yeah. The, the, the experts, what, what's funny to hear, they're also talking, talking, yes, we're quite confident it will erupt, but there's always a possibility, there's always a possibility that it won't. Yes. So <laughs> it's very funny. Because there's always both, you know. Yeah. So the headline is, it's either going to happen or it's not. Yes, <laughs> and this is all we can say, and, yeah. and we can only be wait. We can only be waiting and uh, and seeing what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, maybe by now the eruption will have started. Maybe it's going to take another few days. We have had no shortage of earthquakes, though. And on Sunday night, just after 10 p.m., I was actually asleep. My partner was still awake, but I was asleep. You were awake. I was um, awake. For the 5.2. Yes. All of my glasses were clink, uh, going clink, 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 clink. Uh, and my dog came to alert me before it happened. Yeah. And it was quite... Are your glasses quite, always going clink, yes. clink, clink no, on a weekend? No, though? no. no. <laughs> not always, not every weekend. <laughs> but on this weekend they went. And they're not always do that when it's uh, only when yeah. it's a very uh, powerful earthquake. We were in a shop on Saturday, furniture store, and was it Saturday or Sunday? I can't remember, over the weekend anyway. And we felt what felt like an earthquake, one of the sort of three level 
tremors that we've had over the last few days. But I was also convinced that the whole store was shaking as well. The very kind Which of low-level rumbling. And then I thought, well, we're actually quite close to the escalator here. Maybe that's what's causing the rumbling where we are. So I couldn't tell. But of course, there had been mm -hmm. there had been little tremors over the weekend as well. And and what's the other thing I find interesting, having not been in Iceland myself through this period before, is that to the casual observer outside, what's worrying is the earthquake. But of course, the earthquakes aren't the thing that are concerning us. No, the the, 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 the natural disaster is yeah. the eruption because we never yeah. know how big it will be. It can be as spectacular as the two previous ones, and we will be. Uh, enjoying the, the spectacular sights of lava flow and lava rivers and whatnot. But there is always a slight risk that it will be more powerful. And then uh, also that we don't know how much magma has accumulated. So if there is a lot of magma, it can also destroy one of the main roads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that will be very, very um, unfortunate. Yes, because if you drive into the capital from Reykjavik Airport to your right, you will see this entire volcanic area you will see the remnants of previous eruptions as well so you're pretty close to it there it's not impossible as you say that lava if there is an eruption will flow onto that main road and, and yes and in the last eruption it was actually there were preparations yeah. made to uh, to stop the lava flow to build sort of a barricade for it to not flow to the south of the peninsula yes, yes. to that road which is also an important road but the real uh, the real, uh, the most important road is obviously the road that's joining Reykjavik with the with yes. Keflavik Airport, and that would be a real disaster. Yes. Now we should say as well, because I know a lot of tourists are coming to Iceland at this time of year. I've, I've noticed on social media, a lot of people are really worried about this. They're saying, "Well, we have to cancel our trip. Will the plane be able to land? Are we going to be safe?" in Reykjavik? And the answer is absolutely you will be safe in Reykjavik. There's nothing that's going to pose real danger to the vast majority of people here, is there? No, it seems not to be because we have had already two eruptions in this area and they were both very mellow yes. uh, in, in uh, volcano standards. And one went on for six months, remember? Isn't yes, it? yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we shouldn't be really worried. But... At the same time, a volcano is something that we cannot completely foresee. Mm. And uh, there's always a risk that something will go a different way than two previous times. What do you think about the tourists that are making their way through the lava field, the field of lava from previous eruptions, in the same kind of area? There's no ban on doing so, but I know the Minister of Infrastructure has said this is a bad idea. Various other people have said it's a bad idea. As well, do you understand the desire to do that so close um, to I personally don't. No, uh, I I uh, wouldn't go there now. I think it's very risky because you don't know where it's going when where it's going to open, what kind of gas will come out, and I'd say it's much better to wait. Yeah. and if it erupts, then there is a whole protocol. There will be lots uh, of personnel of uh, ISAR present there. And there you can, then you can go. But at this point, I would rather wait. Yeah. I hadn't realised how spoiled we were here at Rouve in terms of the view that we're going to get. Yes. Because literally from my desk and your desk as well, which is next yes. to mine, we can just look out the window. <laughs> yes, And we can wonderful. see it, can't we? It's wonderful. And so can many inhabitants of the capital yes. area. Yes. Because Kaelid is well visible from lots of, if you have the, the window to the south uh, west, then you can see Kaelid. 
There's also a question whether the landscape will change, because if the crater will form close to uh, Kailir Mountain, mm. uh, the landscape might change. Yeah. And that's something uh, that would be pretty big for us because we're used to this this uh, horizon, yes. to this line uh, of Mount Kailir uh, that we always see. So now if there would be a big crater that appears mm. there, it will mm. be completely different. Well, something else that occurred to me today as well is that we think of the last two years of, of, of what's happened as being eruption years. But actually they were very different because the first year, 2021, six months of eruption... Last year, just two weeks exactly. of eruption. So we don't know what we're getting here. We don't know whether it's going to spit out some some lava for a few days or a couple of weeks or, or if it happens, if we're looking at 2021 again. We just don't know at this stage. We don't know. And also, um, I've done a podcast about the previous eruptions last week and the there was 800 years of quietness yes. in Reykjanes Peninsula. And the experts are saying that what we're seeing these years might be the great awakening of that whole area. Mm. So, uh, which means that we really, in, in, in a way, we have uh, some knowledge about it, but also we don't know how long it will last, whether the, uh, the earthquakes and the eruptions will continue on a regular basis, whether they will increase or not. Uh, but it seems that the 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 activity is uh, is pretty steady. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to, I suspect, stay that way until this goes one way or the other. Because it's still not impossible, is it, that this doesn't turn into an eruption? It's still, and the Met Office is saying this, and various other experts as well. It probably will erupt, but it's still possible that it won't. Yes, it is. It's possible yeah. that it will just uh, that that the magma will manage to spread itself, to spread itself underground, around yeah. under the yeah. ground, and it will just stay where it is. Well, let's see. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I do feel quite nervous because it might already have happened by the time you hear this conversation. Well, let me check. Okay, so this is we're, we're checking at eighteen minutes past eleven, so about about five hours before you hear this. I have this. Four hours. I have this uh, site. Bookmarked. Oh, you showed me this app earlier on, which is great. Uh, yes. I think it's called Earthquakes, isn't it's it? It's called Earthquakes, yeah. but there's also a page that's okay. called Is There an Eruption Yet? <laughs> <laughs> and <No>. then <laughs> there is a no, and I've been checking it over and over and over again. And I check it every morning when I wake up and before yes. I go to sleep. And I check the roof cameras yes. all the time. I have them running in the background. And uh, this morning I heard a fun uh, comment in the newsroom that it's the most boring slow TV <laughs> you can imagine because we have set up those two cameras yes. to, uh, to, to monitor the, the eruption site but and nothing has happened. They also perform a very important purpose because civil defence and the Met Office can ask us to turn the cameras yes. around as well. So if you see them moving around, if you see the view that you're watching shifting it may well be because the met office and or civil defense have requested us to to turn them yes and sometimes there is something appearing like a little smoke or a little cloud and then they're checking if it's it is indeed a cloud or maybe it's mm. something else an alien <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't yeah. that be something that, well that would be the top a, story it's, wouldn't hi it? it's hidden people maybe coming from underneath the ground <laughs> perhaps that's what it is um, right, so that's where we are on the earthquakes and the 
possible eruption. And again, just to underline, if you are in town for a few days, if you've landed or you're listening to this episode from Ruv English and you're about to come to Iceland, there is nothing to worry about. You're going to be absolutely fine. It won't get in the way in your holiday, in the way of your holiday at all. And just a word on aviation, because people think back to Eyjafjallajökull, of course, in in 2010, which did close airspace yes, above Iceland yes. and above Europe for weeks and weeks. That was completely different, wasn't it? Yes, that was a very, very powerful eruption, explosive eruption, yes. not a fissure eruption. This is going to be a fissure eruption, which means that the that the uh, ground will open and the lava will flow, and then eventually it might uh, create a crater. But um, Eyjafjallajökull is already a very high volcano and the eruption was very, very powerful and it spouted mm. a lot of ash into the air. So you know it's completely it different. Just a couple of weeks ago, we were we had one eye on Katla, didn't we? Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, <laughs> is we it, did. Has anyone been watching Katla recently to see if that's going to go Yes, on? yes. And uh, there was a significant activity yes. under there as well. And there were even gases in the river. Yeah. You know, increased uh, gas emission in the vicinity. So, um, yeah, yeah. A- apparently the summer is uh, the time that the volcanic activity increases. Okay. I did uh, wonder if it was seasonal. It didn't seem to be. But, it, is, but it is, apparently. Okay. So, well, I'll say, no one in this building is going on holiday if Katla goes off and... <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no I, I don't think so. Um, let's turn to a different kind of activity on the ground, and that's all the traffic jams over the course of the weekend. Oh, my goodness. Between Reykjavik and Selfoss, particularly, the Koteletten um, music festival and family yes. barbecue festival was taking place in Selfoss. But there was also a festival in the Westman Isles as well. Yes. And there was something else on the south coast, I think, wasn't there? There was another... Uh, another, I think that we've, don't quote me that, I think there's another reason for people to be travelling. But anyway, it all led to big traffic jams. There was something in Thorsmörk. Possibly, yeah. And then there was also a music festival in the east, in right. the East Iceland. So all of that combining to make for some Plus difficult the conditions and the weather to getting people out of the house. Again, when I started, when we started coming to Iceland, traffic jams were just unheard of. <laughs> <laughs> completely unheard of. No. But now you'll see them in the city. Yes, and you'll now see them we capital. really need some more roads. Uh, double roads yes. because ex- especially that road towards Selfoss, it gets pretty busy very quickly. And it is it has been redone partly. We have two lanes uh, each way, but still there are some parts mm. of it that are narrow and, and then it blocks quite easily. Yeah. And Koteletan is actually not a very old um, family festival, but it has... Uh, become very very popular I think mm. because it's close to the uh, capital yes you can just you know reach the, the place very quickly and also the barbecue is very appealing appealing yes. it's it has a sum, a summary feeling to it and then there's also a very good concert usually with with the current stars of the season that are playing which um, yeah and uh, actually I went out uh, to have a drink on Saturday and we just made the, the the customary club walk with my friend where we just you know you go around uh, for those that don't know Iceland very well we have that uh, we walk around uh, the clubs basically because they're all free of charge and you yes. can go in and see if there's a nice ambience and you can dance it was absolutely empty Really? It was very empty. 
So there was, we, we really do, did want to dance a little bit, but there was no point, you know, being the only one on the dance floor. <laughs> so <laughs> it was very funny. Have the dance floor to yourself. Yeah. More, more space ah! to throw your magical shapes. <laughs> yes, but uh, not necessarily <laughs> what, what you want to do in a club. No, maybe not, maybe not. Okay, let's turn to, and not, un, not completely unrelated, I suppose, if you're heading out for a few drinks, you might be shocked at the idea of paying 2,500 Icelandic kroner for a draft beer, described as craft beers, which they very much weren't, I think it is fair to say. These were local beers like Gutl, uh, Botli, and also Carlsberg, which isn't even local, it's Danish. It's not even local. Um, being charged at those rates, it's about €17, Euros, £14 sterling, 2,500 kroner per half litre. And this was at a bar in the town, the Bus Hostel. It's very Berkeley. excessive and it's very shocking. And, and it seems it's... Uh, I would say the person, the management, just uh, thought they could get away with it and uh, make some good summer money on the tourists, unfortunately. Mm. Well, there's two parts to this. He, uh, and this is the quote we have from Ernesto Emanuel Tartarini in charge of service and accommodation at the bus hostel. Firstly, on the error of describing Carlsberg as a local Icelandic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he says, everyone knows that Carlsberg is not Icelandic and that this, of course, is not intentionally done to mislead people. Clearly human error. We apologise for the confusion. OK, fine. So we'll, we'll park that. Yes, yes. Um, on the price, though, he says the bar has always offered competitive offers. There was one in place until just a week ago. A new offer is going to take its place, but that's not been decided yet. But he says, since we both hear and value our customers' comments, we're going to reprint the drink menu today and have the price down at 1,500 kroner. Which is again. the normal price. Yes, yes. And even that, again, if you're listening outside of Iceland, that's about £10. Nine, yes, nine or it's ten still expensive, but this is this is how it is. This is yeah, yeah. this is yeah. closer to the to the price you have in the bars, mm -hmm. and uh, well, I, I I just found it very unappealing and quite uh, not to say nasty, but uh, yeah. quite uh, badly done. Nothing badly wrong with done. these. Nothing wrong with good. It's fine. No, no, not at all. But it's not a local craft beer. It's not. And definitely, it's, it's the old it's the yeah. oldest Icelandic beer. Yes. And it's very much mass production, not at all craft. And uh, yeah, and Carlsberg. But, you know, it's just showing uh, that, unfortunately, people... If he could just lower the price yes. after the talk with our newsroom, then it means, you know, he was... He didn't have to raise it in the first place. Yes. Well, anyway, it's been lowered now and the Carlsberg error has been removed. What would be your tipple of choice then? What's your favourite drink? Uh, mine are the are the um, summery um, temporary beers. Okay. Uh, there are, um, for example, Helka. It's raspberry sour, and uh, I think it came out the first time last year as a seasonal beer, but it's still around. Right. So, is that something that you would be drinking then? You'd have a glass of that on the go if you had your feet up. Next to the harbour, let's say, in Soy the Or I would take it to the volcano. You take it to the volcano? Yes. I was going to say, so which, which beer would you watch the walrus in Soy the <laughs> I think it would be Helga. Helga. That yeah, would yeah. be Helga. So, the, well, I can say the walrus is back, but this is not Thor, and this is not various other walruses that have been spotted, but this is a walrus that has made uh, three visits and counting to the harbour 
in Soil the Crooker. And this one seems a bit more cheerful than some of the other ones. Yes, yes. And, uh, well, the experts are saying that uh, the visitation of the walruses is due to the uh, higher temperatures in the sea. And, uh, well, uh, everybody loves those animals. Wherever they uh, appear, people are... uh, right away interested they want to visit them they want to follow them they want to take pictures of them and uh, I'm personally very very uh, <laughs> uh, the same very much the same yes. I, I'm very interested in animals and uh, well it's it's really nice to see them and it's it's very good to see the good reaction that people have but it is interesting it is it has been an interesting year that we have so many of of those animals in our harbors yes, yes. and it's only july so goodness exactly. knows if we're going to see any other ones thor, maybe thor will come back maybe thor will come back he already is the the walrus celebrity and he's made his way around <laughs> not just parts of iceland but uh, he's made his from, from the netherlands and from the uk as well and on the south coast of the UK, I think they had to give him his privacy, didn't they? They had. Because he was um, resting yes. in a particular fashion, Yes. shall we say. And yes. so people were steered away. There was a fireworks display yes. wasn't there, that was going yes. to take place, but yes. they had to move it all out of the way. Okay, um, I want to talk about the weather as well, because um, this is a story from just before everything went crazy with the, with the earthquakes. Um, the capital has had both its one of its sunniest and one of its wettest dunes. Oh my goodness. It's been both of those things. Sunshine and showers. Wait, was it the most sunny? No, it was not the sunniest. It wasn't the sunniest, it was one of the sunniest, but also one of the wettest. Goodness gracious. Well, for me it was one of the most difficult personally <laughs> summers here in Iceland because we had hardly seen any sun. And um uh, you know, we're very different, me and you, about yes. that. You're the winter yes. lover. Yes, darkness. I, yes, darkness and cold. I love the winter and I love the cold, but I also love the Icelandic summer with long nights and spectacular sunsets and the midnight sun, which we haven't been able to see for a very long time. Mm. And the, the amount of rain, oh my goodness, that was very, very strange. It's a strange summer, I think. Yes. And what's also interesting, though, is that if we look to the other parts of the country, Akureyri in the north, Eilstadir in the east, they had their warmest June months ever. Uh, Temperature in Akureyri was nearly three degrees above the average for the last 30 years. It was nearly four degrees above the average in Eilstadir. And we had the record temperature of this summer in Eilstadir of 28 degrees. Yeah, which is just madness. Yes, it's madness. Iceland is not supposed to be that hot. No, it, it really isn't. Some of us are here for that reason. Exactly. It's <laughs> way too hot for Iceland. Yeah. Now, on the on the sunshine point, though, for me, I find, and this is the first summer we've been here, <laughs> I find the summer very, very difficult. Right. I need to see nighttime. I need to see it dark. And if, you, if you've got to get up in the middle of the night for whatever reason... And, it, and it's it's daylight. Yes, it's so much harder to get back to sleep. Well, for me, it's the opposite. I, I uh, well, it is hard to sleep, and and I haven't uh, been able to sleep without the eye mask. I purchased a good one a while ago, and I and I use it, and I have blinds over my windows, and uh, and I do manage to sleep quite well. But in general. Mm. The rhythm of my life is completely different in the summer than it is in the winter. I sleep much less in the summer 
And I think that's kind of how people work here, uh, mm-hmm. how people uh, function here. That they or do, <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> they do go go out for longer walks in the evenings, yeah. and they sit in the garden, and uh, yeah, so um, they just enjoy being outside more. Well, we'll see. Um, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you'll survive. Struggling a bit. We are moving house at the moment, and the new flat to which we are moving is cooler in a whole variety of different ways. But I mean, the temperature is cooler as well than the flat we're in at the moment. So that's definitely something. But I went to the supermarket as we were heading there on Saturday or Sunday and bought some tin foil, some right. aluminium foil to stick up on yes, the windows. Yes, that's, that's a popular method yeah, here I think too. That's going to have to happen until September or October, I think. But yes. uh, we shall we shall see. And, you know, maybe we'll be kept awake by the light of the um, magma oh, and the lava knows? by then. That's very possible. Uh, but it's not going to be that uh, well. Who knows? Maybe who knows? Well. But uh, last year and the year before, um, you could see it from Reykjavik very well. Mm. The the red uh, light from the volcano when the darkness did come, and that was very very spectacular. So I know we have a board up in the newsroom where we all initial whether we think there's going to be an eruption today or not. I'm still today very much- only one person wrote yes. On the first day, yes, I actually did that. I did the the bet board. <laughs> I was I was on team no, team <laughs> yes. nay. but on, on the fir- on Friday, it was fifty fifty. Yeah, for yes and for no, and then on Saturday, but people kept doing that, and it was pretty even too. And then on Sunday, it turned towards a no. So, assuming this conversation doesn't sound ridiculous because it's already happened. <laughs> If it hasn't happened by the time you hear this, and this will be published at about quarter past four this afternoon, what's your best guess? When do you think? Assuming you think it's going to happen at all, when do you think it's going to happen? I think, uh, okay, it's a very wide guess, (laughs) but I think if it's not going to happen within the next three or four days, then it's not going to happen. You see, I'm going to say that now. I'm going to confidently predict that that it's not going to happen at all. <gasps> oh, my goodness. And that's going to be disappointing for a lot of people. I realise yeah, that. Well. But I I think, mm-hmm. and this is just my weird sense, and none of us are experts in this, obviously, well, you and I certainly aren't, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I have this feeling that, that we're going to look back on this as the eruption that never happened. Oh, my goodness. Maybe. 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 Well, you will certainly find out here on Rouve on one of our, our many channels. I know that the big story for you and Ruth Polsky as well, isn't it? Yes, it's very, very popular, uh, especially the cameras mm. uh, that are transmitting uh, the um, uh, from the area that the possible eruption will occur. And uh, yes, people are very thankful to have uh, regular updates and uh, the newest information, and they have been following us very closely. Well, certainly on Ruth English, if you want to... Go to those cameras. You can view them completely free, 24 hours a day, one facing north across the peninsula, one facing south. Just go to ruv.is, ruv.is slash English, and you'll find it as one of the top stories there. We've pinned it to the top so that you don't miss it. Am I right in saying that the same is true on on the Polish page? It's yes, easy absolutely to find? the yeah, yeah. same. Okay. On the, top, uh, on the top of the page to the right. Fantastic. Right, let's go and see which of us is correct. 
Okay. <laughs> back, in, back in the newsroom with our bird's eye view of Fagradel's Fiatla and the, the whole area. Margaret, thanks very much indeed. Thank you so much. Margaret Adams Dottier, my colleague here at Rouve on the Rouve Polish service, Rouve Polski. I'm Darren Adam, we are Rouve English, and you can get in touch anytime by email english at ruv.is. You're listening to the Rouve English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is English.